0: As many of you know, Church of the Palms is grateful to be in a relationship with two sister congregations here in Sarasota, Temple Sinai and Light of the World Church. In both relationships, we have sought to learn more about our brothers and sisters and their culture and traditions and their faith, and as well to come alongside of these communities in times of celebration and also in times of crisis. We worship with Temple Sinai each year at Thanksgiving, and we've done our best to respond to that community's needs and to uh, worship with them along uh, the course of our relationship. We've responded to their needs. As best as we could in the face of anti-semitic attacks upon them and upon our community. Likewise, in relationship with Light of the World Church, we have sought to collaborate on several things, including social justice ministries, preacher swapping, a preaching seminar, and intentional conversations around issues of race and the church, including co-sponsoring a presentation by Jamar Tisby, whose books we have read and discussed together. And I suppose the goal in all this is to Live out our mission of loving God and loving neighbor by growing in our relationship with congregations of different perspectives and in those relationships to learn about what is most important to them, what delights them, what burdens them, what encourages them as they live out their life and faith in the world. We want to rejoice with those who rejoice as brothers and sisters, and we want to uh, weep with those who weep. Our first conversation between Light of the World and Church of the Palms was with Reverend Calvin Lumpkin and myself in the wake of the George Floyd murder. and So many of you expressed gratitude for that exchange as it allowed us to wonder about the further work that needs to be done in regards to racial justice and reconciliation. So today is Juneteenth, a new federal holiday, just a year old. Tomorrow the banks will be closed and our mailboxes will be empty. And I thought it might give us an occasion to have another conversation with one of our friends from Light of the World, David Wilkins. Actually, David and his wife, Lois, are members of two congregations here in town, one predominantly white, First Congregational Church, and one predominantly black, Light of the World. And I've gotten to know David and Lois, who are work together on the Sarasota Anti-Racism Initiative. You see David's bio in the bulletin. He is the president of the Minnesota branch of the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History, otherwise known as ASALA. He's a lawyer by vocation, retired, and a historian by avocation, never retired, and has spent a great deal of time studying American history, and in particular the era of Reconstruction after the Civil War. He's taught courses on African-American history at Ringling College, and at Asala. So, David, welcome. It's good to have you here this day. Thank and you, Steve. Thank we'd you. love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your interest in uh, history
1: and, and in particular this era of American history. Well, thank you. It's, it's good to be here. And I'll begin with a Father's Day greeting uh, to you and all the fathers, uh, to my oldest son, David, uh, who is the father of our granddaughter. So that's the extra bio stuff I, I'll give you. I'm very proud of our four children, our oldest daughter and four, three sons and that one granddaughter. Uh, holding out hopes for more. <laughs> um, I, I have always loved reading uh, uh, as, a, as a young kid and loved stories and increasingly found myself reading histories because histories are, are great when told accurately, great true stories. Uh, When I got to college, I had the opportunity to have two brilliant young professors, one in American history, 18th, 19th century, and uh, an English uh, lit teacher, both working together, and, and we put together a course, interdisciplinary course in American studies. And I got a chance to focus on not just American history, but the African American stories within that, and lit a fire and it's it's never never been extinguished yeah
0: (laughs) that's great that's great well our scripture this morning is this heartbreaking story of the israelites after having fled their bondage in egypt and having wandered through the wilderness for two maybe three years find themselves at the edge of the promised land and they're about ready to go into this land that god has promised them but Moses sends out this group of spies to discover what the opposition might be and whether or not the opposition might be a little bit too much. And they come back these spies, and they say just that, that the people are like giants, and in comparison to them, they, you know, they are like grasshoppers. And Caleb is the minority voice, and he says, "No, I think we can do this. I think we can overcome this resistance. But Moses, in the end, uh, decides to go with the majority voice and turns the people around. And they head back into the wilderness and they wander for another 37 or 38 years. And, and it got me to thinking, in fact, I, um, I um, spent some time on this in a devotion just on this past Friday, mm-hmm. thinking about this in relationship to our history uh, with uh, race and, uh, and American society. And uh, thinking about this metaphor of how often we, we go forward, but then we turn around and we head backwards. Um, you know, we uh, had u- centuries and centuries of slavery, followed by the Civil War, followed by Reconstruction, followed by this long, long, long delay of justice that we're still living in today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and so even Juneteenth seems to me to be an example of uh, an illustration of that part of our history where freedom is given, but freedom is not extended right. and freedom is not received uh, until later and so I thought maybe we be begin by just giving a little uh, background on Juneteenth and why it would be important for people of faith to
1: understand that and to celebrate that. Oh, excellent scripture choice and excellent uh, story uh, behind Juneteenth itself. The, the basic, basic facts are the Emancipation Proclamation is issued uh, by the president in uh, 1863 Uh, freeing the enslaved men, women, and children in those states uh, that are in rebellion. That news, or at least that enforcement of that news, doesn't reach Texas until uh, Juneteenth, June 19, 1865, two and a half years afterwards. General Gordon Granger, 1800 uh, Union troops march into Galveston, uh, and he makes this announcement. People say the enslaved folks first learn. Enslaved folks, uh, one of my favorite historians, Annette Gordon Reed, said the black folks knew what the white folks knew. They knew about uh, the emancipation. Uh, rem- we have to remember that there were uh, black, uh, U.S. colored troops, black troops after the emancipation was passed. Uh, Lincoln allowed the um, black men to serve, and and uh, after the emancipation, of course, that word spread through those networks. Uh, black folks had always escaped to wherever the Union moved throughout the Confederacy. So there was news. They just simply couldn't exercise that new liberty. Uh, enslavers in Texas did everything they could, including murder, uh, to hold on to their chattel as long as they could, so Granger comes to Galveston to spread that news to the enslavers at the point of a gun, and uh, and so that's the celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously focused in Texas, that's where it it begins. Um, but but the the relevance to uh, your Moses Caleb story is again this. Uh, undying faith that enslaved people throughout the hundreds of years of enslavement always held if not for themselves for their children or their children's children that they would one day be free mm-hmm. and, and their willingness to, to face those giants uh, and, and, and exercise that faith in pursuit of freedom so it's, right. it's a great story and a great reason for celebration well, um, thank you for that Um,
0: I I suppose, you know, as we have talked in the past about um, this journey to freedom, uh, first from slavery and then from racial injustice and bias and prejudice, um, you know, what has been your observation of that just personally? And, um, you know, and I think in our society today, there's a great deal of people that say, well, that's over, you know. That that, that fight's been fought, and, and uh, move on. We, we move we'll on. just move on. <laughs> um, and uh, but you know, we know that's not the case. Uh, just
1: you know, give us some of your thoughts about that in particular. I think the uh, Reconstruction is an excellent example. Probably why I um, focus so much on it. It is that uh, ten to twelve year period um, after Lincoln's assassination. Uh, President Johnson assumes uh, the presidency and the country is going through this period of, of reconstructing. reconstruction focused uh, somewhat on the freedmen and women and their families. Not enough, but it is this, this period of time ultimately when uh, the Congress, 1867-68, uh, has to uh... assume responsibility because johnson turns out not to be the great uh, savior of the negroes as he had said in a speech back in tennessee uh... he's he's really a detractor uh... but reconstructions put in place and uh... almost four thousand black men after the passage of the fourteenth and ultimately the fifteenth amendment uh... assume office two u.s. senators sixteen congressmen, and then other federal, state, local officials, mostly across the South, right? And, and it, for me, was America's great opportunity to live out the creed in the Declaration and, and, the, independ- and, the, and, the, uh, and the Constitution. Uh, and, and public schools in the South for the first time, uh, through taxation, uh, new civic public works done for the first time, uh, black folks educating themselves, being educated. And, and it was, again, for me, the, the imagination of an America that lived up to its creed. 12 years pass and that's destroyed. We don't have time to go into all of the, but, but essentially the troops are pulled after the compromise of 1876, uh, 77, Rutherford B. Hayes becomes president. Uh, Troops moved out of the south and the Ku Klux Klan and other uh, anti-black terrorist groups rise up and murder uh, thousands of formerly enslaved people and and take away all those rights gained, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment rights. Mm. And so to your point, uh, there's progress in our racial history met by delay met by backlash. And mm-hmm. for me, Reconstruction's the, 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 the best example, tragic example right. of that. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. How, um,
0: how would you see that in relationship to the more current time, as you, um, as you see that as an example of delay? How do you imagine that being the experience in, in this?
1: Probably the, uh, the most current example Of course is the election of uh, first black president president obama uh, wins handily and the tea party emerges and it's really a backlash to uh this idea that a black man imagine a black man could be the president and and the the uh, republican uh i think it was mcconnell who said my job is to make sure he's not a second term And, and we're gonna do everything we can to see that happen. And so that's the emergence leading ultimately to the election of, uh, of, of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. George Floyd and the, the what we've called the racial reconciliation that, that, that occurred at, after that tragedy saw this subject on everybody's mind and discussion for almost a year and ultimately a backlash emerges to, to that because it's, it's forcing Americans uh, and not just in America, but around the world. The, the, the Floyd movement was truly uh, global, um, made a lot of people uncomfortable, mm. and, and that prompted a, a, a backlash. We're seeing it in things like the anti-critical race theory uh, debates and arguments with, with teaching history. Uh, It it is it is a subject that America's never you know we love our history, but we love the red, white, and blue, the pomp and the circumstances. It's that hard history that we struggle with. Right, right.
0: Yeah, that it doesn't the history that doesn't always fit into the larger narrative that we want want there to be. Um, Do you sense that it's? um, I think as Americans we. We try to. We want to take great pride in the American experiment of freedom and democracy, and um, all are equal. Um, but to examine the history is to see there is this other story yes. of, as we say, delay and you know forward and backward. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's hard for many to um, take that other that other story in? Joined it into the the the, the, the larger story.
1: I, fear, I think, is is a, back to our story uh, mm-hmm. uh, from from the scripture. Uh, imagine had Moses followed Caleb's counsel, not been afraid, but exercised the faith mm-hmm. that he will ultimately demonstrate. Right. Uh, how different would that have been? Imagine had Throughout our history, uh, had, had we ended slavery sooner, recognizing that that's one of those giants that we ought to conquer. Right. Uh, imagine if Reconstruction had been allowed to flourish nation. Imagine if there had been no Jim Crow. Fear was behind each of those d- right. delays, as you've characterized, I've characterized as the backlashes that emerge. Um, that's why, for me, the church uh, should uh, not be afraid. Uh, the, the, the stories in the Bible teach us, the Bible teaches us that we uh, should walk in faith and not fear. Imagine our history, and that's I, I, I have a, an imagination, so I, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about it. Imagine had these things been confronted and defeated and and had there been no Jim Crow, had had uh, freedmen and women been allowed to uh, fully uh, emerge into the American population, and had we not had the the the, the lynchings and the murders and the violence throughout our history, um, we truly would be a country that, to the rest of the world, then could stand and declare uh, democracy is is best. Right. our system is best right. but the, the, these these failures of our faith right. uh, are those scars that our critics will always look at sure. and will always raise so yeah I, th- I think um, uh, this this story of Juneteenth is again a story of the love of freedom and uh, for the the church an opportunity again to exercise that Caleb right. faith right right
0: yeah. I was talking to a, a Uh, pastor friend of mine who pastors a predominantly white congregation and we're talking about you know the issues of race in the church and and he his honest you know confession to me was that he felt like race was the third rail and um and in the white church it was just somewhere he didn't want to take them because because of the fear of what Mm -hmm. it would stir up and um and how it has its place in so many parts of our society and and it, it, you know, causes us, I think, us all, to reexamine kind of who we are and and how we go about our own lives and and you know what is our own sort of uh, racial biography, as it were. You know, how do we, how have we engaged um, the issues of race, and how do we carry out relationships yes. um, to that to that degree? So, um, so you and Lois. Uh, uh, mentioned earlier, are members of uh, a predominantly white congregation mm-hmm. and a predominantly uh, African American congregation. So, tell
1: us ab- about that and what that experience is like, and why you do it. Yeah, you know. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, The experience has been rich uh, and mixed, right? Uh, we, we, Lois, grew up partly Presbyterian and partly African Methodist Episcopal. I grew up African Methodist Episcopal and. Southern Baptist if my grandmother could get her hands on us <laughs> uh, when we got to college of course we were going to uh, uh, predominantly white institutions and predominantly white communities and, and so it was a practical reality she was a churchgoer I uh, resumed my church going <laughs> once I met her and, and so that was that was simply a, a fact but it has been uh, I, I shared with you as we opened uh we attended a, a beautiful Presbyterian church in, in Evanston when got a law degree and moved back. And uh, they had a great Sunday school and the large black church that we also attended um, was just developing their Sunday school. And, and Ebony and David were of the age that Lois wanted. And, and she's very comfortable. So it's, it, that's been sort of the history and, and we've always been comfortable doing it. The biggest disappointment, of course, is as you say, Um, I would have loved to have seen the white church in America over the last 10 years been at the forefront of attacking those giants and and doing it notwithstanding the criticism and and the the loss of membership. But I I think that it is um, just such a fearful subject for so many, that they avoid it, right. and, and the church isn't alone. I mean, that that is a thread that, as I've said before, runs throughout our society. But we we um, choose to continue pushing that because um, I, I believe that that my faith uh, calls calls sure. me, and I believe Lois's, and and so yeah, we're very comfortable, and uh, most of those experiences have been. Beautiful. We've grown, great friends, um, but also, you know, we've lost some friendships. Just as we've seen how people react to these events, and and you're expecting these reactions to come from all that Bible study we did together. <laughs> and when you don't see it, yeah, uh, that's a problem.
0: Right. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, any other thoughts about, um, especially? You know, we are, like I said, a predominantly white community and um, and thinking about facing the giants. And, um, you yeah, know, are there thoughts you have about what in particular um, the church can do to lean further into into this uh, these issues and into these relationships um, uh, such that we can, you know,
1: get closer to the promised land, as it were? I, I, yes, and and I think uh, Church of the Palms and Light of the World are two good examples. I, I think you have to have leadership willing to to do the work, willing to take the slings and arrows that'll inevitably come. You have to uh, lead, and and there will be members who simply won't choose to follow. But but I think that um, the the importance of addressing, uh, again, back to your, your story was just perfect for this, um, we, we just need to, to recognize that, that um, we say greater is he, <laughs> use that greatness, overcome that fear, and, and push forward with those, those coalitions, with those conversations, with the study. Uh, educate ourselves be open to to criticism when it's appropriate uh, not threatened by it and and most importantly imagine if we could simply imagine that the things that we say the things that we believe we say we believe can become real I think combined with imagination and and faith putting right. that together we, we we will make a difference over time but it right. just i don't see another way
0: thank you for that um yeah and it, it makes me think of those israelites even in the early part of their journey leaving egypt <laughs> how often they were saying to moses let's just go back <laughs> you know, let's just go back you bring us out yeah let bring it can't why can't we go back to the old days yeah know? and and i think that's you know that's probably true for every culture is always longing for the way things used to be and Mm -hmm. not remembering that the way things used to be weren't good Mm -hmm. um at least weren't good for some people um and this you know desire um, on the part of god to get us to a place where actually we receive the greater abundance the greater joy when all people are are experiencing the same you know levels of justice and and treatment um well, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate this little back and forth. I, I, I suspect it's really just the tip of the iceberg for uh, a, a much yeah. deeper conversation yes. the way I yes. wish we had more time for. Um, we have been um, at Church of the Palms seeking to live into this paradigm that was presented to us by Jamar Tisby mm-hmm. on uh, the arc of racial justice, awareness, r- relationships, and commitment. Uh, and in particular, in our bulletin, uh, you'll find, I believe, on page 13, uh, a list of all the opportunities that we might want to pursue as individuals uh, on how to develop a greater awareness, how to be in relationship, and how to take on the commitment uh, to, um, you know, get ourselves closer and closer to that, that promised land where um, we all are together and all are one. So I encourage uh, encourage you to take a look at that. Um, if you need to find it online, it's on our website, and uh, we we'll would be glad also to let you know about that if you call the church office. Um, we're uh, looking forward to uh, some continued conversation here at Church of the Palms. We are um, anticipating a book discussion on James Baldwin's The Fire Next Time um, coming up next month, and so we invite you to that. I believe it's on July the 26th. Um, and there'll be other opportunities that um, we'll be listing in our bulletin and letting you know about over the course of the uh, months to come, and including opportunities to have more connection with Light of the World and with our Sarasota anti-racism initiative. So we we hope to continue to... And I, I think at the end of the day, um, and I, you alluded to this, David, this is not a sprint, right? No. This is... I mean, it's certainly been a marathon of centuries. Um, and I wonder if part of um the challenge is that we just want it to be something done and over um but it's not ever done I and know. over right it's it's something we got to keep running toward um with um that with that earn yearning and passion and commitment that yes. allows us to make that generational progress to that point where we get to where we need to be I so agree. So thank you very much. Thank We're you, grateful Steve. and uh, grateful for the opportunity to share this conversation with you in uh, light of the fact of uh, David's needing to be home today to nurse a, a tender back. And we, um, we look forward to his getting better. And I look forward to you meeting him in person uh, someday soon. So many thanks.